Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for April 13th is 1 Samuel chapters 18 through 20 and Psalm 11 and Psalm 59. We continue to chronicle the life of David and his struggle with Saul. And we've talked about how Saul represents the people of God, even today, who are anointed and chosen by God and who refuse to let God lead. They want to do things their own way. And David represents the people of God also only with a different heart. The people of God who have a heart to do things God's way, who are yielded to the creator of the universe, who acknowledge that he's the one in control, he's the one with the best plan, who knows it all. He's the one to whom we owe our allegiance. And it's not about us, it's about him and what he wants to do. And so in chapter 18, as David begins having success in war and all of the things that God is calling him to do, allowing him to do, the, the righteous anger that's rising up within him against people who defy God and defy God's coming kingdom like Goliath, David is filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Yahweh, and he's unwilling to yield. And it makes Saul so mad. He's jealous. Chapter 18, verse 9 says, Saul watched David jealously from that day forward because people were saying, Saul has killed his thousands, but David is tens of thousands. And wouldn't you know that jealousy ends up costing Saul his life and the lives of every one of his children eventually. When God is moving and it's not through us, there's a temptation to be jealous or to put down that other person, to look for their flaws and to point out their flaws and to talk about their flaws. My friends, that is evil. And as we continue reading, we'll see that David refused to speak poorly of Saul. David refused to kill Saul on multiple occasions when he had the opportunity. Even when his friends were saying, God has delivered Saul into your hand. He's delivered your enemy into your hand. Go kill him right now. You have every opportunity. David refused, said, I would not touch God's anointed. And we see this struggle taking place today within the body of Christ between believers, those who do church a certain way and those who don't, and the people who do church a certain way are very often tempted to put down those who don't do church their way. 
Those who don't do church but still believe in God and maybe even pray and read their Bible every day have a temptation to put down those who do church a certain way, saying it's not the right way. Oh, look at them. They're ignorant. And as long as the two refuse to be united, we are doing such a disservice to even God himself. Notice that in later in chapter 18, David gives, excuse me, Saul gives David his daughter, Michal, to marry him, thinking that she would be like a Delilah, was to Samson. But she's not, at least not at this early stage. She loved David and she was devoted and she helped spare David. Even the gifts of our enemy, God can use for our good. And then in chapter 19, David flees again. And this time he goes out to Samuel, who's at Ramah. Ramah means high place. And it represents where God would be, like where you would go to offer the sacrifices. Samuel represents the word of God, the presence of God. And so David, the anointed one, who's been chosen to replace Saul as king, has to run out to God. And by extension, we already know, it's obvious that Saul is not with God. But he was God's chosen. Like many believers today, or at least those who would say they believe, They're not with God. The Spirit of God came on Saul's agents when they started prophesying because Saul sent people three times to David to collect David, to bring him back so that he could be killed. But every time they got close, that place was so covered by the Holy Spirit, they began to prophesy three different times. And then Saul said, I said, I'm going myself. I will go to my, myself. So he went and the spirit of God came on Saul also. And he prophesied, prophesied even naked and found himself laying on the floor, completely arrested by the Holy Spirit of God. And in chapter 20, it says David fled from that place. And I just wonder, should he have? What if he had stayed there? Saul was completely arrested by the Holy Spirit to the point that he was lying naked on the floor. And David ran away. Maybe all of these next chapters would have been very, very different if David had not reacted in fear in that moment when God had moved so powerfully? I don't know. Maybe not. 
Today we also read Psalm 11 and Psalm 59, which were written by David long around these times when he was running from Saul or some of his other enemies that he developed along the way. But I hope this encourages you to have a new perspective as you read God's word, my friends. May he bless you with divine insight. And may he fill you also with his spirit for his glory and for your good. We'll see you tomorrow.